One of the biggest advantages that conservatives have is their media presence. Conservatives have a wealth of radio talk shows, podcasts, and YouTube channels that allow them to effectively spread their message. We should have the same on the left as well. This is why I want you to go to growleft.liberaldan.com. We are at a turning point in the history of this country. There is no reason why the ultra-conservatives and MAGA-types should be as successful as they have been. Extremist conservative ideas are unpopular, while left-wing ideas like Medicare for All, abortion rights, and marriage equality are at all-time highs. But they have the messaging, and we need to build up our radio shows, podcasts, and YouTube channels to fight back against their extremist conservative messages. Liberal Dan Radio has partnered with Levelfield to help us use tools that are typically only available to big money donors. When you give a contribution at growleft.liberaldan.com, you will be doing two things. That money will be spent advertising causes on the left, like body autonomy, marriage equality, voting rights, and in support of or opposition of candidates. And that commercial airtime will be spent on smaller shows, podcasts, and YouTube channels to help them grow larger and be more successful. We get to kill two birds with one stone, but I can't do it alone. I need your help. So please go to growleft.liberalband.com and make your contribution today. That's growleft.liberalband.com. Growleft.liberalband.com. Political advertising paid for by Levelfield. Contributions are not tax-deductible as charitable contributions. to Liberal Band Radio, talk from the left, that's right. This is your host, Dan Zimmerman, coming at you from New Orleans, Louisiana. To join the conversation, it is area code 914-803-4131, 914-803-4131. Uh, if you want to call in, just leave a message in the YouTube chat room and so I can know who is calling in. Uh, also, we are streaming live on Blog Talk Radio, and if you're listening, you can also leave your chat comments in the YouTube chat at youtube.com slash Radio. If you're listening after the live broadcast, you can always leave your comments, questions, concerns, etc. over on the show thread at liberaldan.com and facebook.com slash liberaldan at liberaldan radio on Twitter or here on YouTube, liberaldan radio on YouTube as well. Um, some stuff I want to talk about today. Uh, I've been, last week I was, I had the upper respiratory infection and now I have the, now it's gone down, been a lower respiratory infection. So I have more of a cough now. Um, I, I have my water, I have my cough drops, I have, you know, the tools that I can do to do this, but I don't want to strain my throat too much today, especially because I want to be able to enjoy myself when I go on vacation. Um, we'll talk about that in a second as well. If you want to support the podcast, best thing you can do, share videos, watch videos, and uh, get your friends to subscribe. I'm trying to hit the 1,000 uh, subscriber mark. Uh, some, you know, snafus happened last month, so I'm going to try and hopefully have it happen by the end of this upcoming month as well. Uh, we'll see. See if I get it done or not. I'm still just over halfway there, so we'll have to see how that goes. But the faster that happens, I should be able to hit this correct uh, viewed hours as well at the same time. And if that happens, then I can get monetized and I can have subs here on YouTube as well, um, which would be cool. Um, 
I also do gaming on Twitch, twitch.tv slash nerdydan.com. You can join me over there. I'm typically on Tuesdays and Thursdays uh, doing that or other times as well. It's nerdydan, D-O-T-C-O-M, on Twitch, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube as well. Um, shout out to X Demonox, to Demonox, the first Liberal Dan Radio patron. Shouts out to uh, Julie Swenson, the first Liberal Dan Radio producer, and also other patrons, Wes Webb, Aaron West, uh, Chris, Cesar, as well. Thank you all for supporting the podcast. You too can support uh, multiple every month by going to um, patreon.com slash liberaldan or go to liberaldan.com, click the Patreon button, and there you go. Um, you can do that. I had a weird message on my uh, XSplit camera. was hoping it wasn't going to be failing on me because I was having past few weeks I've been having a few technical difficulties but it all seems to be fine today um, if you also want to do a one-time contribution you could also go to buy me a site buy me a coffee.com slash liberal radio or go to liberaldan.com and click the buy me a slider button so that gets the house cleaning out the way um, so what's going on me personally uh, was it two days ago I think it was Two days ago, maybe it was yesterday. Maybe it was yesterday. Uh, I got a, you know, last week I was talking about the fact that I was planning going to Florida. I was going to go to New Smyrna, and I'd heard any, I hadn't heard anything about the place where I'm staying. Um, I have a timeshare. Um, I'm part of a timeshare company, or whatever. Where you know, instead of having a, a fixed room, you get points, and you could use those points everywhere. And it's too expensive. I would not recommend to do a timeshare program on the whole on the on the regular market too pricey it's ridiculous but i managed to find somebody just giving theirs away for free and since that i picked that one up they paid all of the transfer costs as well i just had to pay to get it notarized and i get like two weeks worth of vacations every every other year for the cost of one uh, so and staying at a much nicer place than i usually stay so it's worth it for me but you know, buying it on buying off timeshare from from like you know paying the initial money up front and financing it, it's it's usually to me it's not worth it. Um, only if you can get it on the secondary market, or only if you can get it like somebody who's trying to get rid of theirs. Um, but yeah, I got the call yesterday saying that um, they they're closed. They'll be closed probably through October because they took damage from the storm. And I'm like, really? And so, and then I looked at their website, they had a, a reservation available and it was like, okay, well, it's just a reservation. So I made that reservation for a shorter stay. Turns out they shouldn't have had that up there either, that they're just completely closed. I'm like, oh, really? Since today I had to make the decision, do I get a, do I pay? Cause I've already paid for this point. So I have to roll them over to some other place and hope to get used from there. But do I just give up on the vacation or not? So what we're doing, I decided I went, I found a condo, Airbnb, a little more south, um, Cocoa Beach area instead of New Smyrna. That gives us, I guess they're probably further away from the eye. They, I guess they weren't damaged and they're still operating. So I'm still, plans are still next week. Um, I'll be gone. Probably not as, I'm losing two days off the trip, but it's better than nothing. So, um, because I definitely need a nice vacation, nice break. Uh, I deserve a break today from McDonald's, right? Um, let's go quickly. Let's, let's tackle first 
uh, the hypocrite of the week. The the news came out about a certain somebody being a hypocrite who's running for Senate. Shocker that a Senate, a Senate candidate would be a hypocrite. Let's hear who that is, and then we'll talk about it. This week's Hypocrite of the Week is Republican Senate candidate Herschel Walker. Walker is running as a pro-life candidate who opposes abortion without exception. Walker is alleged to have paid for an abortion for one of his former girlfriends, even sending her a get-well card. I call a flag on the play on sportsmanlike conduct, 15 yards, and loss of an election. To see who next week's Hypocrite of the Week will be, tune in to Liberal Dan Radio, Talk from the Left, That's Right, Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Central on Liberal Dan Radio on YouTube and blogtalkradio.com slash liberaldan. And this basically goes to the whole thing. You know, I often talk about that one Twitter thread I went through where um, conservatives don't like to be told what to do, but they like to tell other people what they like to do, what they want them to do. So a conservative will rally, rally against abortion and want to make abortions illegal. But then when they need one on their own, they will go ahead and get one and make some excuse for it. Like theirs is different. Theirs is somehow a different situation that wasn't, they didn't think of. So they're going to go ahead and get it. There's stories of anecdotal, obviously, but there's stories of abortion clinic workers who have um, seen people protesting outside of their clinic one day. And then those people then came into the clinic the next day to get an abortion and just severe, extreme hypocrisy when it comes to that. And you better believe that if there's like a, somebody who's uh, have their daughter that's pregnant or whatever, or they get their mistress pregnant, they're going to fly them out to a state that the Republicans are going to fly that person out to a state and get them an, an abortion so that they don't have to deal with the repercussions of it. They just want to make it harder for everybody else. Because, you know, we're starting to live in Gilead. And these people want us to be able to, to not be able to have decisions about our own bodies, whether it be you know, people getting abortions or anything else for that matter. Because ultimately, if, if they can stop you from getting an abortion, they can stop you from doing other things too that you should be able to do with your own body because if it harms nobody. Harms nobody, it shouldn't, shouldn't be an issue. Only issues, that only reason that government should get involved in any situations when it comes to abortions is just making sure that if you're going to provide any medical services, regardless of if it's an abortion or not, that you should have sterile a sterile place to work, a safe place to perform the procedure. Um, that's the only role that government has, making sure that you're not having um, unclean, unsanitary procedures of any type, be they abortions, plastic surgery, hernia repair, tonsillectomy, what have you. So that's the only role government should play. Otherwise, I'm for a, you know, st- you know stand a hands-off approach when it comes to it. You, uh, you know, it should be between a person and their doctor as to whether or not they're going to get the procedure or not. And like abortion on demand is what I think. Now there were people who were like criticizing de- liberals, progressives, leftists, Democrats, or whatever for labeling it, <coughs> excuse me, abortion on demand because the right wing has successfully, I guess, turned that into, well, y'all are baby killers. And well, look, we should take that phrase back. Because we should be able to get that. We should be people should be able to get an abortion on demand, and they make they make a big mountain of a molehill. They start bringing up third trimester abortions. Third trimester abortions after the abortions after the twenty second week are like one half of one percent of all abortions that take place. And as I said several times on the show already, nobody's waiting till the third trimester to abort a ch- abort a pregnancy. 
if if they're that long into it, they want to have a kid, but they're facing a situation that makes it impossible for them to have the kid. So, um, so that's why there should be no role for government in determining in determining when an abortion is because nobody's gonna no one's gonna abort no one's gonna terminate a pregnancy at eight and a half months and be like and terminate it in such a way that's going to cause you know the fetus to die if it's at all possible because you're you're anticipating having a child now if there's if, if, if there's going to be a stillborn, if there's some medical issues, yeah, you, you, you have to do what you have to do to make it the safest for the person delivering. But, you know, if you're eight and a half months pregnant, you want to have a child and, and any, anything, any procedure that you have to get that might put that child at risk, uh, removing the child, that child is, uh, is going to be done with a heavy heart, but in the, in, with only the, the only desire to protect the person who is being at risk. So I don't know how much more I can say on that. It's uh, I'm very staunch on that issue. Um, I, I don't, I, it's, it's, it's none of government's business. It's none of my business, what you do with your body. Now in, in reality, in generally speaking with politics, it shouldn't, it should, it shouldn't be newsworthy that Herschel Walker, whether or not he paid for somebody to have an abortion. If, if, if he wanted to help reimburse somebody to have an abortion, then that should be his right to do so. But the only reason I call him out on it is because, and other people out on it, is because they want to put in rules in place that they don't, they, they won't follow themselves. Just like uh, David Vitter, uh, when he was a senator of Louisiana, um, and he had his quote serious sins with the with the hookers after saying that you know he was a family values candidate after he said that. If you have an affair on your wife, then you should resign from office because you can't be trusted in office. That's his standards that he set for himself. Did he follow his own standards? No, he did not. So that's why I'm critical of it. If you're if you're a, if you're a politician and you are doing whatever sexual activities you want to do, and you're not trying to ban ban it from anybody else from getting those activities done or doing those activities, then it should be none of our business. Have fun. Hopefully everybody consents. Hopefully everybody's safe, and hopefully everybody, and hopefully everybody consents, and hopefully there's no cheating going on. But you know, even if there is cheating going on, it, it's still none of our business unless you, that person is making that. That should be between spouses and the people who they're having affairs with, and not our business. But if you're going to make it public policy to punish those activities, then yes, it's our business. So. Jeff Curry never heard uh, what like that. Try to see what, what I'm missing. Some of the stuff. Um, West Web. We're getting a new clinic in Rockford. I've told Planned Parenthood they could stay in my house. Nice. Um, let's see. So let's go ahead. I'm going to take a a couple of gulps of water or whatever. Let's go ahead and take the first commercial break, and then we'll talk about the main topic of the show. Uh, if you do want to call in again, it's nine one four eight zero three forty one thirty one. Again, I'm not I'm not ex- anticipating too long of a show today. Maybe an hour. Who knows? I say sometimes I sometimes say that, and then I go two or three. Um, but anyway, be back in a few minutes. This is Liberal Dan Radio. Talk from the left. That's right. 
Are you planning a trip to Disney soon? Do you want help avoiding spending mistakes and making the most of your vacation? Then check out Budgeteers.com, a new site devoted to helping you get the most mouse for your money. What kinds of tickets should you get? Is the dining plan a good deal for you? Should you stay on grounds or not? Should you buy park hoppers? Many other sites are filled with information about what other people like to do. But Budgeteers is geared to help you make the best decision for you. So check out Budgeteers.com or go to YouTube.com slash Budgeteers and help make your trip the best it can be. Budgeteers.com is not a travel agency and it is not affiliated with the Disney Corporation or any of its holdings. In a world gone mad, one progressive will do a bad movie trailer guy impression to get you to listen to his show. There's only one thing that I like better than the Liberal Band Radio minicast. All right, Bill, that's enough of that. On the Liberal Band Radio minicast, you will hear an honest discussion of the day's issues with some personal bits in between. You might even hear what the other side has to say, sometimes even in their own voices. So become one of the Liberal Band family, because family means no one gets left behind or forgotten. To hear those bad impressions and more, Tune into the Liberal Band Radio minicast. Talk from the left, that's right. And I think to myself, what a wonderful show. Mm, yeah. If you enjoy Liberal Dan Radio, there's many ways that you can support the show. You can subscribe to the YouTube channel. You can like me on Facebook or follow me on Twitter or TikTok. And you can become a Liberal Dan Patreon. For as little as $3 a month, you can get a shout-out. Higher levels get the opportunity to vote on what I do next on the podcast, the minicast, or on YouTube. You can even buy commercial advertising or sponsor bits. So go to patreon.liberaldan.com and support the show today. Hey there, podcast listeners. This is Deminox, host of The World According to Knox. Time for season two, where I take you on another trip through my world. The world of movies, video games, pop culture, and more. Relate them to the world around you. Don't forget to leave a question for Marscat and find me on Twitter by the handle xdeminox. Letter X like X-Men, D-E-M-I-N-O-X. Now enjoy the rest of your podcast. And welcome back to Liberal Band Radio. Talk from the left, that's right. Um, we are live here from New Orleans, Louisiana. Oh, I do have somebody on the phone. Is, is, I guess Joe, is that you on the phone, I, I believe? Joe Gibb, uh, how are you? I'll get to you in a second. Um, I guess we can get to you now, then we'll move on to our topic. Uh, is this Joe? That's correct. How are you tonight? Doing just fine. Uh, I was just listening. I don't know what your topic is. Uh, I think it was something about insurance, but you were talking about abortion uh, prior prior to this. Right. Uh, and, uh, you know, I just don't understand wh- why most liberals cannot grasp the fact that you make this statement. Your body, do what you want. It's between you and the doctor. What don't you understand that that is a human life? That human life deserves the right to be protected. I just don't understand what's the concept here. How come you just can't get that understanding? Well, here's here's the thing: is that first of all, I I, I 
I was raised Jewish, um, and Jewish law takes a different kind of view on what the embryo is versus what the fetus is versus what an infant is. Um, a Jewish, Jewish people uh, treat the embryo as if it's mere water. Uh, that, that's a quote from one of the rabbis. Uh, Jewish people put some value on a fetus, but not the same value as a human being. Uh, going back to Exodus, um, Jewish people, even Jewish law even requires a, a person who's pregnant to have an abortion in the late term if, it's an, if, if that pregnancy is a threat to the person who is gestating. So you know, a, lot, a lot of abortion beliefs and where, where life begins is, is religious in, in belief and not necessarily scientific in belief. And as such, we shouldn't be passing laws that are simply based on religion to be the laws of the country, whatever that religion be, whatever that, whatever that is. Um, but even if you wanted to grant full personhood to an embryo or to a fetus, um, I can't use your body um, without 100% of your consent. Like, you have to continuously consent. If I want to use your body in some way, I can't use your body any way unless you consent to it and continuously consent to it. So if you're going to grant, and that, that's true for every person that's out there. So, so, if, so if, I'm, if, I'm, if somebody is, you know, sexually assaulting somebody else, you know, that other person has started to defend themselves up into the point of, of death. If there's, let's say there was some, some medical contraption that somebody can create that, you know, let's say my wife was sick and I had to hook her to somebody with a matching blood type and let's say my blood type wasn't, match, wasn't matching, I hook you to that machine because you're a matching person. And then and if you remove yourself from that machine, you kill my wife. Now, in the argument of a pro-life person, that pro-life person shouldn't be able to remove themselves from that device because by removing themselves from that device, they would be killing a human being, even though they had no, no, no choice in the matter. So and it's a little sci-fi uh, idea, but uh, to me, it kind of brings the point home of if you, uh, you can't force people to let other people use their body. Against them. So even if you want to grant full-on personhood to an embryo or a fetus, um, which to me personally, if you're if you're giving that level of of consideration to an embryo, I think that's irrational. You're free to hold it. You're so does that to... same standard, so does that same standard of thinking apply with the jab, uh, taking the vaccine too? That uh, we shouldn't be forced to uh, take any needles in our arms. Uh, we shouldn't be forced to be vaccinated. Correct. Well, my body, right? There is nobody that is holding anybody down and putting a putting a shot in anybody's arm. Um, now, well. The, the, well it's coming well, close I mean, to that, but no, you're right. No, right. But nobody, nobody, I, I would, I would be a hundred percent against taking people and and forcing needles into their arms. Now, um, when it comes to issues of public health, you know, like, and, and look, if somebody was trying to put a needle in your arm against your will, you would be able to defend yourself, even using deadly force. I would say, if you want, if if that's the only way that you can stop them from doing it, um, but. Um, there's, there, there are other issues of your freedoms and liberties, you know, stop before you harm other people, um, as long as those other people aren't trying to aren't harming you first. So, for example, well, you know, there's, there's, well there's how often, is that child? Well, how is that child or that child being born harming anyone? Well, there's I mean, always a risk in pregnancy. It. There's always a risk in pregnancy. My wife was always going to have potential risks when it came to. Um, any pregnancy that she had because of potential high blood pressure issues. Uh, so she, she, we, took, we made the decision to go ahead and do it anyway. 
um, and we ended up ending the pregnancies a week early um, by C-section because we wanted to make sure that she didn't get preeclampsia. Um, so that was the choice that we made that we terminated the pregnancy early. We just didn't do it in a way that that caused that that prevented us from having two 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 boys. Um, but every pregnancy has a risk, and nobody should be forced to be taking that risk. Um, no, well, not every pregnancy has a risk. Now, so there are very, very few limit numbers that, that you're making that argument where uh, the mother's life is in jeopardy or in cases of rape or something like that. Okay, that's understandable. Uh, those arguments can be made, of course, but there are very few far in between. And the medical science and procedures that we have available to us today as far as uh, with your wife's situation or any other mother out there that may lose her life due to uh, uh, pregnancy, of course, obviously, the, you would choose the mother's life over the child at that time. Uh, but uh, um, the simple fact that, you know, like I said, science, you made, it's a scientific argument now. We now know so much more than when Roe versus Wade was passed. We know now when the heart it literally starts beating. And a heartbeat. When detects, does the heart start beating? When do you believe life, right? the heart starts beating? When do you believe the heart starts beating? Well, it's not what I believe. It's what science has proven well, that what, the heart starts well, what, well, here's the thing. A lot of people say the heart starts beating at six weeks, and that's not true. Uh, there is a, there is a, um, a blood vessel that starts pulsating because of electric sounds or whatever, and the pulsating uh, blood vessel, um, you know, will eventually become a heart, but it doesn't become a full-fledged, fully functioning heart until about 20 weeks, not six. Um, what the sound that you hear when you're listening to a, uh, when you're listening to the, um, the, the wand that you put in there or I'm, I'm blanking on the name the somebody shout out ultrasound yes thank you um the sound that you hear is not the actual sound of the heart it's the it's a it's a, it's a device interpreting the electrical signals that it's seeing that, that that it's sensing and turning it into a, a sound that you can hear so because hearts don't go hearts you know beat you know boom, 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 that you're just hearing the electrical impulses from that so well, I, I don't know what, what you're talking about there. I mean, when my wife was pregnant, we I, yeah, we heard the one go whoosh, whoosh, like that, but then we heard the boop, 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 the heartbeat. So I mean, that, that again, that's a scientific argument there when the heart actually starts beating. But we know again, let's just put it this way. Let's just put all that aside. The, we, when the heart starts beating, then you're going to say no abortions. Would would you be willing to say that then? Because if it's a heartbeat, we declare life. To be pronounced dead, we, what, when you flatline, on, on, you know, when you you say when they uh, have your pulse and your pulse stops and your heart stops beating, you're declared dead. So therefore, we would, uh, you know, value life at a heartbeat. So therefore, would would the, the liberal argument then say, hey, okay, heartbeat, no, no, no abortions? I mean, if that's a life. Well, then we cannot take another there, human life. There are some cases where we opt to take people off of uh, life support who might have a working heart. But the brain's not working either, so there there are many other circumstances where that where that can come in, and of course if you say no abortions after a heartbeat, well what happens again if the if the pregnancy becomes uh, risky high risk? What if the, what if the pregnancy risks the life of the person? There are laws right now that are being passed that that do not take any of that into consideration. There are laws right now that are being passed that do not allow somebody to get an abortion in the case of a rape. That do not allow people to get an abortion in the case. Of their of to save their own life or their own health, no exceptions from the point of implantation in Louisiana. In Louisiana, it's the point of implantation, not conception. Um, in other places, it's conception. In other places, it's six weeks. But 
still all of these. But there's laws being laws. passed also that the baby can be killed after birth. You know, so, no so we can go, by, you know, it's vice versa. We can go back and forth on that. The issue, it, the fact of the matter is, is look, are we a country that is going to allow the murder of a heartbeat to stop that heartbeat from beating that baby's life? And that, and it is a human soul and a heartbeat. Whether religion or whatnot, everyone has their right to religious beliefs and their individual beliefs. That's fine. But to practice it as a whole in a country that we are a spiritual foundation, our our country was founded upon spiritual beliefs, and the separation of church and state does not mean the church is out of, of the state. State is not to be involved with the church, and that's a well-known fact, and you know, we can go back to the historical, uh, the pap- Federalist Papers, the writings and teachings of the Founding Fathers, but this isn't a history lesson. We're talking about today's abortion. You know, uh, the fact of the matter is, are we going to be a country that allows the, mur- the continuation of murder of millions of babies? What is it now? Still over 60 million plus. Do we not see what's happening to our country? Country. Our country is going to hell, obviously. We cannot sit here and say things are getting better. Obviously, this is one of the sick factors of our society where we don't value human life, and we see it. We see it all around us. When is it going well, to stop? Let, let, let me interrupt you for a second. Because you, say, you say it's a scientific argument, but then you bring up that we're going to hell. You bring up the idea of a soul. Those are things that are not scientific arguments. It always comes back to religion. And, like again, like my beliefs on, on when – that happens different than yours and you shouldn't get to use your religious beliefs to dictate what other people can do you know the government shouldn't be able to interfere with with religion but religion shouldn't be religion shouldn't be interfering with whatever and thomas jefferson his letter to the danbury baptist specifically said and i'll get to them and i'll hold in a second in the letters of the danbury baptist he said that the first amendment erects a wall of separation between church and state it's not a one way thing, it's, it's, it's separated. They, they also but, said but that, that our constitution. Let me finish. I, I, I'm actually, I'm going to put you on mute for a second just so I can get to the next caller. I will come back to you if you're still on in a second. Um, the other interesting thing that I'd point out is you mentioned the founding fathers. The founding fathers, you know, and, 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 the, and the Federalist Papers that you brought up, you know, conservatives love to talk about the Federalist Papers. They love to talk about what they said, but then they also say, well, let's what does what they want to be, you know, textualists, originalists. <laughs> but you can't be a textualist and then cite the founding fathers in the Federalist Papers because it doesn't make any sense. Anyway, let's let's bring Demonox on and, and let Demonox have a say while I take a drink of water. Okay, you got um and this is on, right? You can hear me? Yes, it's on. Okay, cool. Sorry, I'm I'm using my uh my headphones because it's uh yeah. So you got a couple of my points already that I was going to make, um, one of them, of course, being a, a soul is not a scientific thing. Uh, religion isn't a scientific thing. Um, but even the heartbeat and all that, uh, a fetus is – it's a parasite in almost all definitions of the word. It's a parasitical relationship. A fetus doesn't give anything to the mother. It only takes. So it, it's like you said, bodily consent. It only exists at the will of the mother. Uh, it shouldn't matter whether or not there's a health risk or anything at all is um, for to justify an abortion um, at all. As Edward, Ad- Edward Abbey put it, uh, abolition of a woman's right to an abortion, if and when she wants one, amounts to uh, – but mandatory paternal, no, not mandatory. Sorry, the word is basically mandatory. Uh, compulsory maternity. Compulsory maternity. Sorry, very long date work, which is a form of rape by the state. Basically, if the state is forcing your body into a biological situation or any situation 
that is removing bodily autonomy, that is removing consent from you, that is effectively rape. And then the other thing that he said was like, oh, heart, you know, uh, pregnancies aren't dangerous. Given Pregnancy itself isn't dangerous, but giving birth is still the most dangerous thing any human can go through. And medical science has made it so much better. That's why we don't have high infant mortality rates anymore. That's why we don't have high mother mortality rates anymore. But there's a reason they had a lot of kids way back in the way day, and that's, that's because mortality rate was very high, because giving birth is dangerous, having child is dangerous. So there's, there's that element. And then, of course, I mean, at what basis are you saying, or is he saying that a, a fetus is a person? Um, when it comes to murder, murder is a legal term. You are murdering a person. A person is someone who is recognized as being born and alive. They have a status. They're walking around. You are ending their known life. We've, we've defined legally what that life is. That's murder, killing a person. Having an abortion is not murder because there's no person. There's no identity. There's no ID. There's no nothing. It's, it's still just a cluster of cells. It's not murder. It's not a person. And even if you don't, you know, if you believe in a soul, okay, well, the soul's there, blah, blah, blah. What point do you become a person? Because there's different stages of self-awareness even after you're born. Now, there's no bills. There is not a single bill other than some right-wing lunatic website saying that there's serious bills trying to kill children after they're born. That's not a real thing. There might have been some things promoted in jest, like sentencing men who ejaculate to prison for killing babies, you know, as a response. But that's not a real thing. Um, right. There's it's a modest levels proposal, of consciousness. a Swiftian type of yeah. argument, if you will. Basically, it's the you. Here's your ludicrous thing. Well, we're going to make this is our. We're making a point. We're not. It's not a serious thing. But um, you're not fully, truly self-conscious until about the age of two. You are not truly, fully sentient and aware of life, of death, of anything until around the age of two. You have a sense of identity-ish at around, like, I think they said four to eight months or something like that. Uh, you can recognize a reflection uh, at under a year uh, or close to a year, but you aren't really fully what we would construe as a true independent person until almost two. Coincidentally, that's also the same time around that uh, your awareness of what gender is becomes a thing because the social construct of your roles and, you know, you decide, you figure out where you fit in because you're determining who you are as a person. So while we're not killing people and babies, because when you're in the womb, you're not a person or a baby, and nobody is presenting that we should kill people after they've been born, um, how do you define person objectively without religion, without somebody telling you about a soul, without any of that stuff? What is it to be a person? And if this guy on the phone can answer a question that philosophers have been debating and trying to figure out since the dawn of time, if he has the answer to that, that scientists don't even fully understand, that philosophers don't even fully understand, that even the Bible has been wishy-washy on back and forth over the centuries, doesn't even understand – then this dude needs to be at the highest level of every government in every country in the entire world because he knows more than anybody who ever lived. All right, let's go to let's go to Joe for a second just to get his uh, uh, a counterpoint, and then we're going to move on to uh, the next well, next subject. 
It's very, I don't know what he's talking about wishy-washy with the Bible. It's, the Bible's very, very clear on it. But, but when does a personhood begin? When, the road to awareness. Let's just say that, for instance. You know, when, when does the, uh, this uh, conscience, conscientiousness uh, of us, ourselves begin? You know, and, and requires this uh, sophisticated network of highly interconnected components to nerve cells, for instance, uh, physical uh, substrate, um, the the complex of the the consciousness of of your content of like for instance facial gestures when the baby's eyes are open in the mother's womb I mean this is life this is clearly life and to downgrade it and, and call it some a parasite or these other names and and to to break it down like this and to dehumanize the the uh, general public then the liberal agenda is doing a very good job because we can see it happening all around the streets and and the country that we live in today. Nobody has respect science. for human life, and that is a fact. Science is a liberal agenda. So there was a scientist well, in Germany it, in the 17 or 1800s, and he went around electrocuting human heads, arms, limbs, in addition to – and deceased, mind you. Deceased cow heads, deceased horse heads, deceased dog heads by attacking it with electrodes and making them twitch and all that stuff. Now, the interesting thing about the heartbeat Dan was talking about earlier that you're hearing is actually the electrical pulse. And even when you're hearing the thump, 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 it's not until the very, very end that there's actually a muscle contraction. And even then, it's still presented Well, I think it's very fascinating. I think it's very fascinating that the fetus is actively sedated by the low oxygen pressure. Uh, you know, I mean, uh, that, that's, you know, and the warm cushions of the, uh, the uterine and the environment and the range of the... Uh, the the uh, the sleep inducing substances that are produced by the placenta and the fetus uh, and itself. I mean, it's just it, uh, the 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 science that has that has been studied now. We know compared to when Roe versus Wade was passed and abortion was out. Uh, you know, basically it was okay after that to get an abortion. All the millions, what sixty million plus now gone, souls lost. I think it's time for us to wake Define up in the country soul. and start defining a soul. Do you have a soul. <laughs> Yes, Can you prove that you have a soul? Sure, my conscience. Know? My conscience and moral compass. N- not a conscience, not a moral compass. That's, that's sure, electrical sure impulses, that's patterns and all that stuff. That's not How is that different from a soul? Where is the, where is the difference between your consciousness and a soul? Where, well, first of all, you have your mind, your body, and your spirit, okay? And, if you, and for me so to get a, into a theological a discussion means, with you about what a soul is. Go ahead. If a person Sorry, go ahead. Been, I didn't interrupt in a you. Coma, are they a soul? Uh, do they have a soul if they're if they're unconscious or if they're born without any brain activity but they have a physical body? Are they do they have a soul? So if the soul has not departed from that body and it has and they have not been they have not died what we call death when that heart stops beating and that soul departs from that body, uh, yeah, that soul is still well, in that body. You yeah, can, your heart can stop beating and you can still be alive. You can still be brought back to life. Yeah. Do your heart your soul so brought back to life? If, if Right, but does that mean the now, soul this leaves isn't the body be a trolling question. Like it, it, it seems. But, anyway, I, um, we're getting we're getting a little too far off from what I wanted to. I, I did want to give him the last, Joe. I did want to give you the last opportunity to get your last final words. I do want to yeah. move on to the next subject. You can stay on Devonox if you want, because um, sure. you know, or you can call back either way. I just need to remember what your number is. So I don't have to ask every time. Um, oh, I'm using Google Voice. I don't remember what it is. Okay, so. Um, so what the main thing I wanted to talk about today was the idea um, – and, Joe, I'm going to hang up. If, if you do want to call back about this other subject, that you can, and we'll, I'm sure you might have thoughts on this as well. But for right now, I'm going to hang up, I think. There we go. Um, 
anyway, so I've I've been watching here and there um, the trial of uh, Daryl Brooks Jr. and the trial of Daryl Brooks Jr. is just bizarre. It's a train wreck, and you can't not watch because you just sit here and you're you're trying to understand where he's coming from. And of course, um, he was given the opportunity to have attorneys represent him as everybody has the right to have. Uh, excuse me. But he opted to, de- to defend himself. He opted to be his own attorney. And they always say a person who has, their, who has themselves as an attorney is a fool for a client, um, especially so if it's a murder trial you're trying to defend yourself from, you know, allegations of murder against you. Um, and one of the things that he's been kind of hanging on to is uh, he, he uses this whole sovereign citizens thing. And I had a friend of mine, uh, someone who I knew, somebody used to game with, and I'm still friendly with him. But years ago, he was very much into the whole idea of sovereign citizenship and how, you know, they, they, uh, they claim that, that, there are quite lots of things. We'll go over some of that in a second. But um, they're basically wackadoodles who don't think they're subject to the jurisdiction of the United States of America for whatever reason. And um, so this person is in court uh, trying to defend himself from a murder charge, trying to create his own rules, trying, trying to claim that because he's a sovereign citizen, he doesn't, he doesn't um, consent uh, to to her being a judge over him or whatever he doesn't agree to to whatever it is that he in front of he doesn't have a choice to agree or not he's in our legal system he has to do whatever it is he needs to do um but I want to go into the roots about this because these people are are nuts um the roots of the movement are according to the uh, SPLC Southern Poverty Law Center uh, the roots of the movement are racist and anti-Semitic founded by William Potter Gale former member of the John Birch Society, Potter founded a group of anti-government Christian identity adherents who mistrusted state and federal officials. They believed that non-white people were not humans, that Jews possessed a satanic plot to take over the world. Um, they defied themselves as posse comitatus, which is Latin for power of the country, and centers on the idea of county sheriffs are the highest governmental authority. Uh, posse comitatus is based on the Sheriff's Act of 1887, <clears throat> which allowed sheriffs to form a posse that would assist them in hunting down arresting criminals. Potter's posse believed that they were under common law, laws based on the interpretation of the Bible rather than civil law. Uh, the activities of Potter's posse, many of them crimes, included refusal to pay taxes, failing property liens, committing violence against public officials. Uh, so the sovereign belief system. So uh, there's a decades-old conspiracy theory. The sovereigns believe that the American government was set up by the founding fathers under a common law legal system and was secretly replaced, you know, Sounds a little bit Q-ish there. I'm sure there are a lot of sovereign citizens who are also QAnon adherents. Uh, they think the replacement government swapped common law for admiralty law, which is the law of the sea and international commerce. Some sovereigns believe this perfidious change occurred during the Civil War. Others blame 1933 when the U.S. abandoned the gold standard. Either way, they stake their lives in line with an idea that U.S. judges and lawyers who they believe are foreign agents, know about this hidden government takeover, but argue against it, denying sovereigns motions and filings out of treasonous loyalty to hidden and malevolent, malevolent government forces. Um, 
Most sovereign citizens base their actions on a bonus U.S. bogus U.S. history lesson, which goes as follows. Since 1933, the U.S. dollar has been backed not by gold, but by the full faith and credit of the U.S. government. Um, in, in fact, President FDR ended private ownership of gold in large amounts in 33. Governments could still sell gold for dollars to the Treasury, blah, blah, blah. According to the sovereign citizens' researchers, the government has pledged its citizenry as collateral by selling their future earning capabilities to foreign investors, effectively enslaving all Americans. This is nuts. Uh, this sale, they claim, takes place at birth when the baby is born in the U.S. A birth certificate is issued at the hospital, usually advises the parents to apply for a social security number. Sovereigns say that the government then uses that birth certificate to set up a corporate trust in the baby's name, a secret treasury account, which it funds with amounts ranging from 600000 to $20 million, depending on the particular variants of the sovereign belief system. By setting up this treasury direct account, each newborn's rights are split between those held by the flesh of a baby and those that are held by the corporate shell account. Notice, it's not when the, when the baby is conceived, it's when the baby's born. So even, even, the, uh, even these wackadoodle conspiracy theorists place it at birth. Um, so let's see. The evidence, they believe that the evidence is found on the birth certificate themselves. Most certificates use all capital letters to spell out the baby's name. Uh, then the baby is the corporate shell identity or the straw man, while John Doe is the baby's real flesh and blood name. Or if John Doe in, with upper, uppercase J, uppercase D, but lowercase re, the rest, um, as the child grows older, most of his legal documents will utilize capital letters, which means his state-issued driver's license, his marriage license, his car registration, criminal court records, cable TV bill, and correspondence from the IRS will pertain to his so-called corporate shell identity, not his real sovereign identity. Again, nuts. Um, to separate themselves from their corporate shell, sovereign citizens use a series of convoluted steps often shared with them by more veteran sovereigns. <coughs> they could file documentation with the Secretary of State, declaring themselves sovereign, placing it with red blood or ink thumbprints and have the new sovereign identity published in the new newspaper uh, to tap into the secret treasury account they believe exists. They file a series of complex legal sounding documents uh, for decades. Sovereigns have attempted to perfect the process by packaging and providing different combinations of forms of paperwork. Sounds like a scam. Uh, the only touted success stories are from sovereigns who are in fact committing fraud against the government or private companies by creating counterfeit or fraudulent fictitious documents. Um, don't know how many of those people exist, but there's there's a bunch clearly, uh, and one of them just happens to be uh, Daryl Brooks Jr., um, who is the person who is alleged to have run over people at the Christmas Day parade at Waukesha, in Waukesha, Wisconsin. And again, these these this court case is just nuts because <clears throat> he, all he does. And look, this uh, this person, the, the judge that's ruling over this court is is a saint. If you believe in saints, this if you if you've watched it, I mean, she tries to be as 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 nice as she can be, considering the fact that he keeps interrupting her over and over and over again. He just he just makes these arguments that are nonsensical. He makes these arguments that are, you know. That are meant. So I guess I don't know if they're if they're meant to confuse or not. I'm frankly surprised that she that you can allow somebody such as this to have um, to be their own legal representations when they're not even agreeing to follow 
the, the rules of the courtroom. There was at some point where they made him yesterday go from the main courtroom into the courtroom next door so that he could be muted so that they can continue on with their proceedings. Um, hey, Les, thank you. Uh, no malarkey shirt. I was actually happy that they had it. I saw it. I think Joe Biden's daughter, granddaughters were wearing them during the campaign, and I was like, I need that shirt. And someone on Twitter was like, well, we're selling it. And I'm like, okay, boom, here we go. They had my size. So, um, anyway, wait, let, let's, let's go in the chat before we talk more about this. I think Joe has made some comments in the chat as well. Um, boom, boom, boom. Let's see, Kinky Streets during World War II, no soldier said the pledge was got in it. That's correct. It wasn't changed until the 50s. Um, let's see. Gotta be trust is added in the 50s as well. Yep. Um, let's see. I think Clarence Thomas didn't live his dream of being a porn star. LOL. Um, Joe Gibb, I guess my dollar from 1933 is fake that I'm looking at. I mean, there are some forms of currency that did contain those words, but it didn't become the official motto until later, and they did not add under God until like the 50s. There are people who are still alive today who said the Pledge of Allegiance without saying under God, and the, the Pledge of Allegiance was written by a a uh, socialist minister. Um, so if, if, if a minister thought that, you know, you needed to mention God in the pledge, he, I'm sure he would have done so. Um, let's see. Why do all bills come in large caps? Did you ask that question before or after I mentioned it? I don't know. Why do they all come in large caps? You know, what about the red numbers that link to Wall Street trading? Everyone's birth certificate has numbers on the corner. Those numbers can be traced to Wall Street trading. Wow. So I guess you are House Res 92. Let's look up House Res 92. That'll be interesting. I had a feeling that the House Resolution 92. Well, for this year or what year? What year is it from? Let's see. Um, yeah, resolution is not a law. That is also true. Um, there definitely is a bunch of Q, Q shenanigans. Um, but yeah, I mean, and here's the thing is that if, if you already mistrust governments, if you already do not believe that government uh, is, is doing the right thing by you, um, you're going to be more likely to agree to, to be looking for a reason why that's the case. So then you hear this stuff and you're like, okay, well, this makes sense because you already have, you're already falling for the conspiracy, uh, all the other conspiracies. And also why not this other one as well? Um, so let's see this movement subtypes in this group. Members of the movement are not a homogeneous, uh, what unites them is that their belief in the federal government is not illegitimate, is not is illegitimate. Blah blah blah. Once they have declared sovereign citizenship, most individuals will attempt to utilize it to their own advantage. Some refuse to apply for and pay for state licenses, registration or insurance, or pay traffic tickets. Some attempt to defraud government corporations by filing fraudulent forms or making falsities on legitimate forms to save or secure them money. Others attempt to exact revenge on public officials or private citizens to the use of criminal complaints or financial liens filed against those individuals. Uh, these are the most prevalent activities used by sovereign citizens, but the similarities between sovereign citizens often ends there. 
Software believers come in a variety of ethnicities and religions. Some live in urban areas, others are off the grid, living in rural areas. Some share, they share core beliefs, but their leaders they follow um, make them react differently. A bunch of different members. Galactic sovereigns. Um, these people believe that it's uh, hold a concurrent belief that friendly aliens will visit the Earth. Uh, constitutional sovereigns. These people use the Constitution to make claims the federal government is illegitimate. Common law, National Assembly members. Moorish sovereigns, um, tax protesters, etc. <coughs> but as soon as, and because I've heard all this stuff before from both my one of my friends, I don't know if he still believes in the whole sovereign citizen thing or whatever or not. Um, but one of my, you know, but he he got me looking into it because I was curious because that's that's usually that's how, like a lot of times. Someone will say something. I'm like, I gotta find out more about this stuff, even if it, even if I won't believe it. I want to understand why people believe the things that they do, even when those things are out there, like the sovereign citizenship thing. Um, so as soon as I started watching one of the hearings pertaining, I think it was the hearing pertaining to whether or not, or before, uh, before Darren Brooks was determined determining whether or not he would be his own attorney or not, because at that point in time. He was sitting next to two other individuals who were going to be his uh, his attorneys if he wanted them to be, and he said no. And he started he started spouting out some of his stuff, and I was like, oh lord, is he going to be a sovereign citizen? And like to me, how do you do such a case? How do you have how do you have such a a, a trial moving forward if now, basically, a trial requires if you're if you're a lawyer for the defense, you have to follow certain rules of, of procedures in the courtroom to be able to. Everyone's seen my cousin Vinny, right? You have to follow the the, the, the procedures of, of of court in that particular case um, for the particular jurisdictions. You follow those procedures, and if you don't, you could potentially get punished for them. And you don't interrupt the judge. Um, you, you have certain ways to lay out objections, etc. So, how, you know, how do you? I mean, you have to. I guess you have to allow somebody to defend themselves. But it just. At what point does the judge basically say, "Look, we're going to put you in another room. It's your choice as to whether or not you want to listen to uh, what these people are saying or not, and then we will then allow you to." ask questions if you desire, but we're going to, and that's what was happening today was I think he was in the other courtroom and maybe he was, no, for, for a little bit, I think he was in the, in the main courtroom today, but basically you have to put him in the other room. He, he can choose whether or not he wants to listen to the testimony of the witnesses that the prosecution brings up. Then he's given the opportunity to question the process, the witnesses. Then he started asking the witnesses nonsensical questions or questions that have nothing to do but that was about a good 10 minutes or so when I was watching today where the topic of conversation was whether or not he had a COVID test and what COVID tests were available to him at any given time as it pertains to him, his being able to access um, the documents pertaining to the case so he can do discovery for his own defense. And he just kept on coming back to the same, like, I don't, I don't consent to X, Y, or Z. I don't understand. I don't, you know, believe in your authority, blah, blah, blah. 
Jeff Curry, the District of Columbia is a corporation. I mean, the city of Kenner in Louisiana is also a corporation. There, there are there are municipalities that are corporations. That's true. I don't know how that affects sovereign citizenry in any way or not. Um, I don't know why that establishes establish it or not. Um, let's see, moving to the, the Wikipedia article is is also here. Um, I don't know if this one would be more from this. I mean, Wikipedia is supposed to get a consensus, I guess, but um, the financial instruments, the sovereign citizens movement overlaps with the redemption movement, which claims that a secret bank account is created for every citizen at birth as part of the process used by U.S. government to sell its citizens into slavery and use them as collateral. Redemption theories assert that vast sums of money contained by this account can be reclaimed through certain procedures and applied to financial obligations or even criminal charges. Again, Who's opening a bank account in your name for millions of dollars? It's absurd. Um, but you'll see like YouTube videos or whatever where people who are so-called sovereign citizens will will video themselves getting arrested or video themselves um, getting um, dealing with law enforcement in some way or another or basically just trying to assert their their sovere- sovereignty. Is that a word? How, and, assert that they are sovereign and that they don't have they don't have to listen to the the rules of the federal government um and like i don't know like let's say that let's say the federal government is a corporation let's just say that this corporation that that runs the whole that runs that runs the country or whatever um even if it was i mean if i step into the offices of a corporation i have to follow the rules of the office or they can kick me out right so even if you know, it doesn't make sense that you that you should be able to not have to follow the rules. So coming back to Brooks, he shouldn't be able to um, he shouldn't be able to make these arguments, you know, and interrupt interrupt the interrupt the court proceedings, and he shouldn't be able to um, basically be a nuisance in the courtroom because by doing so, he makes it so that you can't see any justice happening. And maybe that's his point. Maybe he's trying to make this. Maybe he's trying to muddy the waters so much that he wants to make it so that it won't hold on appeal or whatever, or that it won't be able to be seen as a as a fair trial. But at some point, you just gotta stick him in the other room. Say you can listen to the, you can listen to them, you can cross examine them, but you're gonna have to listen to me, and you're gonna you're not gonna be able to just shout out and blurt out everything in turn. You know. I don't. I don't know if she can say you're not a sovereign citizen or not. I don't know if because I mean I don't think she can give legal advice as a as a judge. She can only give I guess um, mentions of courtroom procedure and warnings as to violations of courtroom procedure. But I mean, this guy is going to go is going to be convicted, and he's not doing himself any favors by representing himself, especially in the way that he's doing it. Aaron goes, "Woo! I'm 100 percent here now, and I'm about." a minute away from the ending of the show. Because, <laughs> again, fighting, hey, Elizabeth, how's it going? Um, I did, I did, I only scheduled it for two hours today instead of one hour. Um, but, as you could probably hear, my voice is slowly degrading over time. Um, so, it is, wait, no, wait, let's let Donald say it. It's Donald's turn to talk. Um, it is what it is. Thank you, Donald. Um, so well, I have like a, a backlog of uh, of words of redneck wisdom 
that I haven't processed yet that I need to get processing on. Um, but anyway, let's go ahead and see if, um, anything else that I missed in the chat before I head off. Um, Jeff Curry, I was president of our city corporation, went on council. Nice. Um, let's see. Pretty sure they only have one credit rating, but perhaps they're speaking of the safety net and how much it's worth. I don't know. Um, but what did what did Joe say that was anti-Semitic? I missed it. Um, District of Columbia's Corporation. Uh, I missed what he said. That might have been anti-Semitic. I don't know. Um, what does that have to do with with wanting to not be a 14th Amendment slave? So I guess you're one of the people that believes it happened after the Civil War and not that it happens uh, not that it happened in, when we got off the gold standard or what have, what have you. Um, is, that, is that Joe again? Yes. Is that you again, Joe? Yeah, sure. Why not? I'll have a dis- okay. discussion with you real quick if you want. I mean, the history is a fact. I mean, all Black's Law Dictionary, you look up the words. They changed the wording from person to citizen in the 14th Amendment. If you look up the definition of, of citizen and person and everything in, in law has to do with the, the words. You change one word around, it can make a big difference in law. You know, the statues, there's over one million statues on the books today. We know for a fact that we've, we've fallen away from common law from when the republic was first formed. And, you know, the state's individual rights, that's what, what was the original issue of the Civil War. If you go back and read the true history of the Civil War and what had well, transpired. States don't, have rights. states don't have rights. There's no such thing, no such thing as states' rights. State individual sovereign rights. The federal government had no power over the state before the Civil War. It had no power. Whatsoever. Today it has all the power, and it usurps the power through through the Federal Reserve. And and we all know the creation of several, for the Federal Reserve. Woodrow Wilson said it in his own words that he ruined his country by helping enact this Federal Reserve system. The central bank, the founders warned us about uh, fractional reserve banking and central bankers. So I mean, you have, you have to go back and read throughout the history of the of the, of the world. This, these are the issues that have funded every single war, basically. That you know, both sides of each war, and this is a big fight to, between the money changers, and and it all reverts back to uh, religion and God. You know, if you go back to the gold gold standard or the gold, uh, money changers or whatnot that Jesus whipped and threw out of the temple. So you know, this is this is a big battle between uh, good and bad. Now these sovereign people, you're right. A lot of them are kooks, and they they, they want to put bonds and liens and try to cash in their birth certificate, you can't do that. That's just, they take it to the extreme. I agree with you as far as that goes, and they do clog up the courts and muddy the system. That's not the proper way to go about it. But the, but going about it the right way would be, you know, uh, running for public office and reinstituting a de jure instead of a de facto system. And, and, and getting back to common law and, you know, Article Three courts that are, that are legitimate, not run by banks and special interest groups and whatnot, that corrupts the system. Now, now what's the difference between an Article Three court and the other courts that are have? Like, I, I think I know, but I want, you might be able to explain it better than me, at least the theory-wise. 
all the difference is really they really today if you go to you look up on article three quarters you'll see that they, it defines it as the appellate courts and the supreme court then really they're not the article three courts are common law courts and they're subject and they govern through the laws of nature and god you know uh uh through god's god's uh i guess you gotta go back to magna carta and before the revolutionary war and whatnot to really understand uh what article three court is but i'd love to hear what your definition of it is well, well, I, I, it was pretty much the whole thing, like the Supreme Court and and the appellate courts would be Article Three courts, is what I heard. Then the other, yeah, like district courts would would are non Article Three courts, I guess. Um, yes, correct. But so, but I don't know. Like, I like I, I'm, not, I'm not too knowledgeable about that portion of the whole thing to be able to make a, a, a cognitive argument about it, I guess, or a good, you know, a good. Well, argument you made about a that, comment about, about sheriffs. You know, sheriffs, which is the highest elected public official, that has the most power in, in the county. The sheriff, the sheriff is the is a, is a powerful uh, agent of the uh, county. You know, the sheriff is a, has a, you know has a, has a tremendous amount of power that governs our counties. You know, so they're right about that. And today, you have police departments that are municipalities today. You know that that you know again it goes to the corporation and de facto de jure and this and colleges and universities have, are debating this right now as we speak. This is a big issue out there right now, and it is a movement that's growing across the country. But it's good that you bring up this, these, these types of cases because it could get twisted, and you can get people that take it to extreme levels and hurt people over it, which they should not do. And uh, you know you can get people that can go you know to the way way out there with it, and and and. and we should be careful of that. Well, absolutely. Any extremism, like I don't know, like if you go to my Twitter account, if you, I'm, I'm Liberal Dan Radio on Twitter, and if you go to my Twitter account, you'll like the past few, past week or maybe two weeks, I've been really arguing at it with some so supposedly very hardcore extreme left wing folks, because those people will say like I'm a Republican. Those people will say that Joe Biden. Is, is a Republican, while as people on the right would call him a socialist, which both are wrong. Um, but, yeah. but the uh, you know, I've extremism is almost in any form to me is is problematic uh, because it, it leads to those dangerous types of areas, like you know the you know extremists who you know might you know try and abuse these things like um, or blow up a building, the do something crazy, or, you know? yeah. or or <laughs> attack the Capitol on January sixth. Yeah. So. Yeah, well, yeah, that's true. Extremism can get out of control, and you get mob rule, and we have to be very careful. You're absolutely correct on that issue, and bringing it to light and talking about it is very important. But it's also good not to put those people and segregate them and put them in a corner someplace either, you know, because uh, everyone's voice should be heard, but we have to be careful how we listen to them and how we apply those voices. All right. Well, I think we can end this conversation on that note where we agree on something. Sure. So, yeah, look, thank you very much for calling the show. I mean, look. All right, man. Appreciate one of the things I like to do with the show is that you know, even if we disagree on things, I think I can have rational, calm conversations, even if we don't agree at the end of it either. But I, I think it's, thank you for calling and I appreciate it. And you have a good yeah, rest of your week. Thank you too. Right. See, that's what I do. I I I, I like to. Even even if we don't agree, I like to still build bridges with people. Um, I don't I don't like to necessarily. And, then, and there was one time when uh, somebody uh, somebody called in. Conservative fan radio. Yeah. That 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 should be my April Fool's thing, where I just go. This is conservative fan radio. Talk from the right. That's right. Um, or I'm your host, Dan Zimmerman, coming at you from the 
Way up, north, way up, way down south, down yonder here. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Um, so anyway, but I am going to go ahead and do you have anything else you want to, when, when are you doing your next uh, podcast, Seminox? I need a door in my room or I need to fix the basement because there's just too much noise walking back and forth anytime somebody moves. Uh, but man, I got stuff I got to want to go over. I got to go, go over the new Saints Row games. She-Hulk's been awesome. Uh, the Bette Midler is just, I love her. Hocus Pocus too. So many things in my brain and my little noodle brain. And I just, uh, I need to Aaron get my West computer goes. and my tower downstairs. Aaron goes, conservative Dan, talk from your ass. That's right. <laughs> nice. <laughs> anyway, well, I mean, do you have a Patreon patron, a Patreon account? Uh, yeah, I believe it's Xdeminox. All right. Well, go, everybody, go, 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 give some money to to Xdeminox to uh to for his Patreon account so he can buy a door and start up his podcast again. <laughs> yeah, right now I got a curtain. It's it's sad. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, okay. Well, thank you very much for calling in. Appreciate you very much. Thank you and. Good night. Fix, right. your, uh, fix your cough. Yes, yes, yes. I'm going to go ahead and uh, call this. Uh, well, let me find the show end um, clip first. Boo, 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 boo. Where are you? Where are you? Where are you? Where are you? There you are. So, again, this is the end of this week's episode of Liberal Dan Radio Talk from the Left. That's right. Again, I will not be on the air. Come on. There we go. I will not be on the air next week. I'll be on vacation. So, I'll be back in two weeks. 8 p.m. Central, blogtalkradio.com slash Dan, or at here on youtube.com slash Radio as well. Um, no, it's not COVID. Uh, I tested negative for COVID twice. So no, it's not COVID. Anyway, um, let's talk about Florida. Then, yeah, maybe I'll make back to COVID. Who knows? And then I'm going to get my puppy. You haven't seen my puppy yet? It's my puppy that I'm going to get it. Anyway, two weeks. Have a good night.